0: Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101.
1: Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in the morning town of Eastland, Texas after that defeat we watched in Dallas with the Cowboys. Yes, you know I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm just going to get it out of the way. It was ugly. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So why not talk about something more fascinating, giving money to your children? Oh, boy. Yeah. What does that make you feel like when I say that? (laughs) Um, so this is great. You know, I actually uh came across this letter and it was a letter written in response to a kid requesting money from uh their dad. And I wish I had a visual aspect this morning because this is amazing. <laughs> I love this. It looks like the old ING. Do you remember the ING firm and they had um a lion. So his letterhead looks like that and it says savings and loan. And it says, Dear so and so, we regret to inform you at this time that we are unable to provide a loan in the amount requested of $20. After reviewing your account, we have found you have insufficient funds and a history of not doing your chores. Furthermore, over $80 has been spent on discretionary entertainment expenses since Christmas. This is an unsustainable amount of expenditure, and we cannot further compound the problem by financially assisting you with occurring further debt at this point. If you would like to refute this decision, you can contact our complaint department at And it has a number listed. Our dispute manager at this number may be able to persuade us to reverse our decision. Thank you for choosing DAD, D-A-D, Savings and Loans. We appreciate the chance to service your financial needs. Sincerely, and it has his signature with DAD, CEO, and SNL. It's just perfect, you know. And, and the truth is, is that our kids never grow up, and they never stop needing us. And and one way or another, and and that begs the question: Should I be giving money to my kids now? And how much? Because when our kids are grown, we're retired. We're looking at our finances. And, uh, you know, we actually get this question a lot later in life. And I know it one time, you know, that was that was a thing, right? To go ahead and get the money down to the next generation and take care of mom as a widow at some point in life or mom and dad. And, and when should this be occurring? And what really started this is over the weekend, I uh, read a commentary uh, around a new book by a gentleman named Bill Perkins. And the book is called Die With Zero. And the premise is that you really don't get to take it with you, so you need to enjoy it and attain fulfillment. And this fulfillment, Perkins states, may include giving money to your children while you are living. So with this concept, you know, I think about the fears that people have when they retire. The biggest of those fears, the most prevalent, the most often, the one we hear the most often is will I run out of money or will I run out of income? And people are fearful of that. And here we are, you know, a guy that's writing a book to say die with zero, plan for your last dollar, last breath. Is it actually a possibility to be able to do that? So this really caught my eye. I mean, no wonder, right? Because we are a bit of a hawk when it comes to making sure that the oxygen tank is full for mom and dad because mom and dad is who we serve. And we often tell people that. We say, look, you may have a hard time you know, not looking out for you, but we're not going to have a hard time looking out for you. We're going to be your Gemini Cricket, you know, if you you think let your conscious be your guide, right? And um, we're going to be looking out for you, number one, because anybody that's ever worked with us has seen our little planning pyramid that we have, and it's got three segments, right? And the reason it's a pyramid is if you think about uh, the pyramids of Giza, They've stood there for thousands of years you know so how have they done that well they've done that because they have a very solid foundation and in a family in a financial legacy there is a pyramid and that pyramid starts with you and the question are we okay are we going to be okay And if the answer is yes, if we've taken care of all the life planning things that need to be had to make sure that our, you know, lifestyle bucket is stuffed and overstuffed and we're going to have plenty to live on, we've got a backup plan in case something goes wrong there, there's a a long-term illness or early death or, you know, whatever that is. And then, you know, once we've got those things taken care of, we can move on to that next stage in that pyramid, that next level, start building the blocks up there. And that question is, is our family okay? And after our family's okay, is our charities, our community, the things that we love okay? And sometimes people just want to skip their family, go straight to that. And that's fine. <laughs> you know, to, to each a zone and everybody's got a different... Different story, um, but the point is, is that foundation. That's what I want to bring to point here is that we are a bit of a hawk in making sure that are we okay has been answered before we answer questions like this. Should I be giving kid my kids money now, and how much should I be giving them based upon you know what you see out there? Of like, you can't take it with you, so you might as well see your kids enjoy it um, with you, right? And it is really good because, you know, I'm always a big proponent about spending your money on two things in life, and the first of which is experiences, and the second of which is other people. Well, you know, because things wear off, right? I've heard this once that, you know, you buy a new car, it's really exciting, but how long does it stay exciting? That new wears off, right? The thing wears off, but experiences, stories. I mean, you think about the well wishes that you give a family when they lose a loved one and you hope that they're sitting around laughing, almost crying over the stories over the years, those experiences, right? You you can't get those back. And then there's the gift of giving, which is huge. But sometimes it also provides guilt when the gift is done in the wrong way. So right here on Life Planning 101, we're going to be talking about giving your kids money when should you do it and how should you do it you're not going to want to miss it when we come back welcome back to life planning 101 my name is angela robinson with smart money group and kennedy financial services here in the grieving town of eastland texas again i'm not going to bring up what happened with cowboys this weekend Oh, I did look in my closet and want to throw away everything I had that was blue. Um, (laughs) So I guess we're rooting for those Texans in the Super Bowl going all the way. But uh, we're talking about today, should I be giving to my kids? Should I be giving to them now? And how much should I be giving them? And we talked about before we we, uh, went to break that, you know, we work as a bit of a hawk for the families that we serve, making sure that mom and dad are taken care of first, are they going to be okay? Looking at their plan holistically. And most people, you know, want to give as much as they can. And at the same time, they don't want to spoil their children and their grandchildren to the point that they're worthless, but they do want to be able to help them at some point to enrich their lives if they can afford to do it. And I hear more and more about people wanting to do that while their kids are living rather than waiting till they die to see anything. And so, How do you do that? Because there are a couple problems with this, one of which we kind of mentioned before the break, and that's the fact that a majority of people that are retired or people that will soon be retiring can't afford to do very much for their loved ones without risking the security of their own retirement. Secondly, when most people do give money to their children, they give it in the wrong way. And it doesn't have much of a long-term effect because it's often out of dire need or just instantaneous, I don't know, instantaneous wanting to. So let's back up to that first problem because I'm going to address both of these. The first problem really of can you afford to do it can only be addressed in one way. And that's a holistic view of your life plan right? Are you going to be okay? Do you have a lifestyle bucket that is stuffed and overstuffed? Do you have a backup bucket that it holds all the contingency plans of if someone becomes sick with a long-term illness and the financial stability of that, if someone were to pass away, you know, is there a plan in place to be able to address that? What if inflation continues to spike? How are we going to address that? What if taxes go up in retirement unexpectedly? Have I addressed that? All those what ifs, right? And so if you don't have that holistic plan in place, then you need to stop right here because this is what you need to work on because you really can't answer the question of should you be giving to your kids if you really don't know what your own life plan looks like. In fact, You really shouldn't be making any major life decisions without knowing where you are, what you need, and where your holes in your plan are or could be. Because really, if you're just making decisions on a whim, who's to say that you're not just building a house of cards? Yeah, didn't mean to go there today, but that's very powerful and very important, especially as we're sitting here in January, not too late to make a New Year's resolution, Make sure you have a holistic view of your life plan to know where you are, what you need, and where the holes in your plan are or could be. Very important. So let's move on, though, to the second problem that we talked about, because I think this is a big one. You know, how do you give money to your kids and it, it actually means something, right? So your kids need money. Maybe they got it in a bind. You give it to them. Is that the last time they're going to need it? know, I got asked last night, we're uh, desperately trying to help a family that we have come to love, know and love over the years from Nigeria, get here to the U.S. And it's a very difficult, very challenging thing to um, help someone do. Believe it or not, when people can cross the border all day, it's, the whole system's messed up. I don't care what side aisle you sit on, a whole dang system's messed up. Um, the point is, is that we're talking to another Nigerian who said, you know, not to be brash, but do they always ask for money? Well, do your kids always ask for money? Is there always a problem? Is there always this one last time or this one last thing? Or, you know, maybe you are really giving them something of value, like you're trying to help them with a down payment on a home or, or college savings for, for the grandkids. But most of the time, Parents and grandparents simply don't know how to give money to their kids in the most fruitful way. Good news is, if you ask us, we have an opinion. Surprise! So when we come back on Life Planning 101, I'm going to give you three, well, three ideas and maybe a bonus to really think about on how you could be giving money to your kids and it be meaningful, it be lasting it be something that actually changes their life. You're not going to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. Big town, big city. You haven't known where that's at? Look it up. We are uh, rocking and rolling out here in uh, people like to call us West Texas, but we're not West Texas. And yes, it is confusing because of our name. So again, look us up, uh, www.kennedy-financial.com. And we are talking about, should you be giving money to your kids and how much should you be giving them? Or maybe a better question for that is how should you be giving your kids money? Because if you've missed the first part of the show, first of all, we've talked about making sure your oxygen mask is on before you do this. And second of all, it's, um, you know, what are you actually doing with the money that you give to your kids? Is it making a lasting impact or is it just covering up another problem or is it just handing them money nonchalantly, you know, does it actually have purpose? Does it have intention? Is it is it complying with the legacy that you want to leave your children? Right? So as I promised, you know, the fact that parents and grandparents simply don't know how to give their kids money in the most fruitful way most of the time, we do have an opinion in this area? Imagine that. You know, we've been uh, doing this, helping people live life on purpose, has been our tagline since 1989. And so, it's not that we've lived your life; we have not lived your life, um, but we have lived much of your life through the experiences of other people because we're all of some of our experiences. And, and when you multiply that. You see all kinds of things. And so um, we have. And so we do have some ideas on what we would consider fruitful gifts to your children. And so I want to provide you with probably the top three, but then I've kind of got a little bonus thing for you, okay? So first one. Help them sleep at night. Help your children sleep at night. Help your grandchildren sleep at night. They don't even know they shouldn't be sleeping at night. I want to ask you a question: How many families are concerned with what would happen if a spouse were to suddenly pass away? Yeah, what would happen to that surviving spouse? Single parent now? Are they just having to work long hours to get by? Go back into a career camp? Maybe even can't earn enough, right? Have to downsize, forced to sell, all these kind of things. We all know that life insurance has a role in a young family, but most young families have very little life insurance. Maybe they say, I've got it through my employer. Well, that amount may be, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand, 60,000 maybe. I-, I know there's some limitations around that for some tax reasons. So that's sometimes the amount, sometimes it's a multiple of their income, but it is very rarely enough. Think of it this way if we have a retiree t- retiring with a million dollars today at best we're probably going to tell him that you're going to want to spend you know forty thousand dollars max of that million every year forty thousand a million dollars that's what it provides okay much less a young family so likelihood of them having enough life insurance is slim to none moreover think about this There's a tremendous benefit if you actually buy life insurance when you're young because usually you're healthy, usually it's very inexpensive, and you could add a long-term care, healthcare rider on that million-dollar policy, for example, for pennies, for a young person, so to speak this is crazy. I actually was running some of these uh, the other day for a client that we work with and they're bringing their kids into the business and and they look phenomenal, very inexpensive way to be able to get some permanent life insurance in place on this young person and have a long-term healthcare writer that they could access. It's a gift that you could keep giving to both your children and your grandchildren for time and time to come because if you don't use it now, it may be used later and ultimately everybody dies, right? That's powerful. That's powerful. Okay, what about this? Number two, take money out of the equation. Yeah, we're talking about giving, but taking money out of the equation. If you ask most families, most young families, they don't have a will or any other legal documents to support their family if they were to die or become incapacitated. And if you talk to them about that, they would probably have one or two answers why they don't. And they'd both begin with the same thing. We really need to, but... dot, dot, dot. Number one, we just can't find the time to actually go out there, look for the right attorney, get it done. Number two, we just don't have the money to do that right now. Think of the magnitude that this gift could mean for their family. Does anything else need to be said about that? So there's two great ways to be able to give your kids money in a very, very fruitful way. Let's talk about one other. Inspire them with free money. Most employers provide some type of retirement plan, and most of those retirement plans provide some type of match right? And when we talk to people on the receiving end of that, we say, that's free money. All you put in is the match and that's free money. That's 100% return on your money. Why would you not do that? It's pretty powerful. Have you thought about the fact that you could do the same thing for your children? You and I both know that times are tough right now and they're going to be tough for a while. These young generations are not saving near enough money. We know that too. And the future of social security, pretty dismal. So why not empower your children? Empower them to make a wise decision, something that they can be proud of by creating your own matching plan for their retirement. So rather than just giving them money at the end of the road, what if you matched everything that they put back or matched a certain percentage of what they put back or did a 50% match or whatever it is that you think needs to incentivize them? And think of what that's going to do, not only for their pocketbook, but for their psyche, how proud they're going to be and how much they're going to learn in the process. Now, I would say that's a gift that keeps giving. So I promised you kind of a bonus. The reason I say it's kind of a bonus is because here it is. Not every given dollar is a good gift. Sometimes no is the best gift. There is nothing wrong with wanting to help your loved ones. But you have to ask yourself if you've got on your oxygen mask, you better know that answer. And then you need to ask yourself a few questions. What would have helped you the most when you were young? What would have hurt you? Hurt you? Maybe someone giving you money wouldn't help you at all because you had to learn to become frugal and learn to become good with your budget. Think about that. What could you do that will have decades of impact instead of moments or months? What would leave a lasting impression for your family? What could be taught to your children or your grandchildren in this process of giving? And what legacy do you really, really want to leave? You see, you may not find that the important question is how much should I give to my kids now? But how? The question is how? So with that being said, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to absorb. You know, sometimes I think we're, We're more of that sounding board than anything else. So just remember, we're here to help. You know, our mission is tried and true. It hasn't changed since 1989. We want to help you live life on purpose. We want to help your family live life on purpose. We want things to continually be better for your family in the same way you do. And sometimes we need to tell ourselves no (laughs) before we can tell our families no, right? And so what does this mean? What Do we need to get to in that conversation to be able to figure out what is the best move to be able to deliver on how should you be giving your kids money now instead of how much? My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services right here in Eastland, Texas. Visit us online, www.kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to look forward to black and white market chatter each and every week as these markets heat up during this election year. God bless you. Have a great week. And we hope you live life on purpose until you hear from us again next week right here on Life Planning 101.
0: Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA/SIPC. Investment and advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates, Incorporated.